At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther Panther Talk! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I thought it was a total team effort, whether it was specialists walking out of here now, uh, whether it was the offense running the football 166 yards. Uh, PJ Cam playing excellent quarterback play, our receivers, running backs, or the guys on defense, um, uh, really just kind of playing pretty much a complete game. Um, I thought, you know, everyone stepped up, everyone showed up to play, and it was it was good to see. And now, along with Jim Zoki, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Cam Newton's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, you get near him and compass reading, start doing crazy things, and it just tends to draw you in. We'll talk about that tonight uh, with Coach Rule, but as we welcome Coach in with the Zokits Mick. Coach, I feel like we ought to kind of start with P.J. Walker, who started the game for you yesterday. What did uh, the second-year QB out of Temple show you, and, and how did his performance grade out in your estimation? He was 22 of 29, completed the ball, made big third-down conversions. I think, you know, we were – we ended up at like 47% on third down because at the end of the game, you know, taking a knee and all that. But I think we're like seven of 11 uh, with him and Cam combined, you know, uh, doing the things that they did. Um, I thought PJ played an excellent game. Um, thought he got the ball to the playmakers, uh, allowed them to catch and run, and, uh, you know, um, did what it took to win. So I was really proud of PJ's effort, but not surprised. You know, I think everyone that's in the organization sees him do that day in and day out and uh, knows that that's kind of his standard of play. And Matt, beyond the the stats and, and the performance, the the ball looked like it was coming out quick and decisively on a day where the offensive line didn't allow any sacks. That that combination of the line, the way they played, and PJ helping them with the ball coming out quickly. How how, how satisfied were you with that, that combination working out the way it did? Yeah, I mean, it, take, it takes everybody. I thought the offensive line played an excellent game. I kept the quarterbacks clean. Um, thought you know, obviously, as you said, PJ got the ball in his hands quickly. That Joe had great play designs. Uh, but most importantly, the guys got open. You know, there was, uh, whether it was the halfbacks, I think we were 14 of 14 getting the ball to the running backs, which mm-hmm. were the receivers, whether it was play action, drop back, you know, quick passes. 
um, you know, got, guys found a way to get open and made big catches and uh, um, allowed us to function. It's not trying to talk about something negative. I mean, you look at the game yesterday and there's so much to be happy and proud of, but just coach kind of um, in, in general, it seems as though this offense would be a fantastic offense to be a tight end in. Do you and your offensive coaches discuss kind of that position and how to involve those guys even more in what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we go in every game. We just try to find a way to win that game. Um, you know, we, we like our tight ends a lot. Um, you know, th- this is one of those games with kind of the way that they play. They're a five-man rush team that, you know, we knew that Christian would have some really good matchups. So a lot of the things were kind of designed for him. Um, but, uh, you know, we got him really lead and probably didn't pull the trigger on some of the things, you know, just – really focused on running the ball and getting the ball over hands quickly. So, um, you know, I think every week's different. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, we did what it took to uh, did what it took to uh, to win this one. We'll, we'll get into looking ahead to Washington and the way the defense played in this game and moving forward. But was it was it somewhat surreal that immediately, thanks to the defensive takeaway, you had that goal line package in that situation for Cam to go immediately, you know, first part of the game and then another short situation shortly thereafter? Yeah, you know, I was, I was happy that obviously we got in the end zone and got up 14 nothing on a personal level. You know, obviously can't put a lot of work to, in to get it um, uh, that, you know, he's going to, he's going to, you know, he, he put a lot of work in to be ready to go. So I was happy that he was able to get in there and have a chance to play. So, um, you know, uh, I, I always want to see our players have success. And uh, Cam, uh, you know, was able to go out there, have some success early. I think that certainly energized our guys and, uh, um, allowed us to uh, allowed us to get off to a good start. Would it be fair to say, Coach, that that Cam's arrival to the team uh, energized not just uh, the offense, but really that the whole team kind of felt a lift in the same ways that maybe the the, the fan base did. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that. Um, I think we've been playing excellent defense. Um, I'm sure they were happy to have him there. They want great players. I think as much as anything, being up 14 nothing probably gave us a, a lift. Um, and I don't say that to minimize Cam's impact because um, I love Cam's impact, uh, but but he's been he he's he, he's a veteran player now. He understands and he's one of the first guys to talk to our team about comes down to execution. And uh, you know Hassan worked the up and under and got the sack fumble. Morgan picked it up, you know went down. Uh, uh, Christian won on the third down route. Cam got us into the end zone. So I, I think uh, we're a team that um, hasn't gotten in the end zone very much recently to get in the end zone twice with two short fields. Um, it gave us gave us the necessary start we needed to play with some confidence and um, uh, be able to carry it over from there. We get folks listening across the whole Panthers network across the Carolinas uh, on a show like this. I know you had your press conference earlier today, but uh, for those who don't maybe get to, in the middle of the day here, that kind of thing, what is the plan for this week practice-wise with Cam and with PJ and, uh, and just what you're able to unveil at this point of the week as far as getting ready for Washington and how the quarterback reps and all that kind of stuff works? Yeah, I mean, we're going to – obviously, our job is to get three guys ready every week. Um, you know, Cam hasn't been with us, obviously, so he needs he needs a lot of practice reps. We'll give him, uh, you know, the lion's share of the reps, continue to get P.J. Um, uh, work, and uh, know that we have several guys that we feel like can go out there and win the football game for us. So, um, Cam, you know, how much Cam plays in the game will kind of depend on how comfortable he is with the game plan. Um, you know, I – before coming over here, I you know just just left him not too long ago. He's he's in the building putting the work in, and and uh, hopefully we have a, a plan that he can uh, you know feel really good about. Matt Rule on Panther Talk, Coach. This um, before you even got here, uh, Jim, and a lot of us uh, here got to be fans of 
Shaq Thompson, and as good as he was, it seems like uh, he's just found another gear somehow, some way, uh, just explosive plays on the field. Are you seeing the same thing? And if so, what's what's fueling his his great play for you? Practice. He practices really hard. Uh, he started started last year with the way you know. I'm not, I, he probably practiced that way before. Don't get me wrong, but obviously I wasn't here. But just uh, the way he practiced last year, his practice intensity picked up as the year went on. Uh, carried into the off season, came back stronger, came back heavier, um, and he practices at a high level. He practices uh, with purpose, and it shows up in the games. And he plays hard. Uh, so not only does he play well, but he also plays hard, and that allows him to get to the ball and make plays where others can't. So uh, he is playing really good football. Um, we missed him while he was out. It's been good to have him back, and his impact is certainly felt. And on that same vein, since Mick brought up Shaq, with Dante Jackson, when he came into the league, uh, he was just talking in terms of like skill set wise, not ability wise, but Deion Sanders, kind of good ball hawk, not a tackler. What do you see out of him that he's become such an impactful tackler in the open field in addition to still having you know those abilities to knock down passes and get picks? Yeah, you know what? Um... Dante's a, he's a willing tackler. Um, he, he had three, four, five physical plays in the ball game that, that affected the game. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's a total, he's a total all around player, total, a total corner. I uh, can play man to man, can play zone, can uh, affect the run. Um, he, he really played an excellent game. This is exactly Zoke what I was going to, I had that exact thing <laughs> on my notes to ask coach rule. Cross that one off. Dante Jackson, just um, man, a physical presence as well as being able to uh, to run and and in phase with the receivers and cover uh, coach I'm curious about special teams we can see Zane Gonzalez putting it through the pipes and all that but as far as the other components you know not only Zane I'd love for you to talk about him and what you uh, the trust you've gained in him but the other components of of special teams uh, the improvements that have been made in that area as you see it yeah I mean I think our, our punt game was was really good yesterday um, weren't able to really change the game with like a big punt block or anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, I thought we did a nice job field position wise, our kickoff team, they tried to bring the first one out. We made a big hit, you know, then after, obviously after the penalty, we had to kick it off backed up and Julian Stanford did an excellent job running down, making a big hit, uh, hold them to the 30 yard line and win the field position battle. Uh, Zane was, Zane was dependable and uh, really a weapon for us. You know, I thought to end the first half of us being able to go down there, clock it and, and uh, kick the um, uh, kick the kick kick the field goal going into the half. That was as good a football as we played all year. So um, those were uh, those were really big plays from our special teams. Well, you guys had a late flight getting back, and now you've got a home game coming up this week. And uh, Cam's here now, so you you've got structure. I know coaches love structure and being able to you know map the week out down to the minute that kind of thing. Just for a moment though, take us back to you know mid last week, late last week. You're on the phone. You're calling. Cam, as he says, on Taco Tuesday, and he's eating cereal and things like that. Uh, what was the degree of difficulty and maybe the exhilaration of throwing all that together with a West Coast road trip to Arizona with a quarterback arriving Thursday who didn't practice till Friday, while also obviously dealing with all the other things you deal with your coaches and all the other players you got? So that's what I get paid to do. That's, <laughs> that's our jobs. That's all of our coaches' jobs to figure it out, um, to find a way to, to find a way to uh, get our team ready to play. So. You know, well, we played an excellent game against the Falcons. We came back, had a tough game at home against the Patriots. Um, you know, the true mark of a team is how they rebound from things like that. I thought our team rebounded well. You know, obviously Cam beat was a big part of that late in the week, but uh, there's a lot of things that happened before that, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And um, I think it was really good. It really shows the health of, uh, of our locker room, of our staff, that 
you know, we were able to focus on the process last week and, and get ourselves ready to go. Coach, you told Christian Balboni on our post-game radio that your plan was to watch the tape of the game on the flight home and then maybe go to sleep. Did it unfold that way? And then I'm also curious as to when you watch a game on the flight, got a long flight home, do you do that in tandem with your other coaches or do you, do you sometimes call them in and say, hey, look at this or tell me what you see on this play or is it more of a, 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 a thing you do in solitude? I think if you got on the plane, you'd see, uh, you know, you, if, if, if the listeners got on the plane, they'd see probably 15 coaches with, he, you know, headphones on or no headphones, you know, watching the watching the all 22 copy. Our, our Todd Green, our football technology department, do a great job. You know, we have our remote controls in hand. And, you know, for me, I watch the offense and I watch the defense and then I watch the special teams. So it takes me quite a while. Um, you, know, you know, last night with the special teams, Chase sits next to me. So I went through the special teams with Chase. Um, and then we were in here today for a staff meeting. And so uh, it's a good opportunity just immediately after the game to kind of uh, have a picture in your head of, you know, what happened, good, bad, and different. Uh, we do it pretty much on every trip. When we're home, I usually go home, see my family. Then later that night, I watch it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the miracle of modern technology that everything is, you know, right at our fingertips. Washington this week, as we mentioned, with the home game here. And Cam's time here coincided entirely with Ron Rivera. They're both here uh, till, uh, you know, the same nine years uh, is he someone that you've uh, known, interacted with? Was, was this be a first encounter, or what? Uh, what are your impressions of Ron Rivera? Well, we, we played them last year, so I had a chance mm-hmm. to talk to him before the game, and uh, you know, Ron was excellent to me. Um, years ago, I, I I won like the some local coach of the year award when I was at Temple, and I think Ron was the NFL coach of the year at the times at the Maxwell Awards. And uh, so I had a chance to talk to him and visit with him. It was, uh, you know, I was kind of asked him about, you know, that was right when he began sort of being Riverboat Ron. And I remember asking him, you know, him just saying, hey, he just started going with his gut. So I had a tremendous, um, tremendous uh, two interactions with Coach Rivera. Uh, so much respect for him, the man that he is, the impact he has on the community, the job that he's done. I'm sure it'll be a tremendous homecoming uh, for everybody that uh, loves Panther football. Uh, have you started to look at the Washington football team's football team yet, Coach? And uh, if so, what impressions do you have of them, that great win they had yesterday against Tampa Bay? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been watching them today, and um, they're obviously an excellent team. Uh, you know, Heineke played really well uh, yesterday. Terry McLaurin is one of the best receivers in the National Football League. Unfortunately, they lost Chase Young yesterday, uh, but they played great defense uh, yesterday. They've got two backs, Gibson and McKissick, that are that – are, excellent players um, so they you know they they had a huge win um, I know that they'll be uh, rested up and, and ready to go against us so you know we're gonna we're gonna have to grind our way through this week and um, you know one thing I think our team hopefully is learning what you did last week doesn't matter to the next week and so we want to become a consistent football team and uh, we want to play well at home so uh, we're gonna we're gonna work um, uh, and work and work and work this week and get to the game and hopefully go play our best game Crowd's going to be excited, you know that. It'll be an amazing atmosphere, Coach. Looking forward to uh, to the rest of the week and and to uh, Sunday. Thanks for your time. We appreciate your insight here on Panther Talk tonight. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Matt Rule, our guest on the show. That's you know he said that during the press conference today too about you know this team we've we've had these weeks where we go oh it's always this way are we ever going to win again? That's like hey we're never going to lose again. You know a game like this you feel the same way that consistency. That's so hard to come by uh, in the NFL. There's very few teams that can hang on to that, but that's the kind of team and the franchise you want to be, those organizations that figure it out where year in and year out where you're that consistent 
winner, not all the highs and lows that, that come with teams that are kind of in the middle sometimes. We see it every week. I mean, yesterday, another psychotic, just unpredictable it's day t- in the Well, the league. league is built to funnel everybody into the middle. So it's, the, the edges are hard to be on sometimes. And, and sometimes uh, some teams get stuck on that bad side and uh, some ride a great way for a long time. But it, it tends to, between the draft and the scheduling and so forth, funnel everybody towards the middle. No doubt. All right, this is Jim Zoki. This is Mick Mixon. We'll come back with some broadcast roundtable for you. Still to come on the show tonight, uh, we'll have our own interview with Pat Elfline, played well at center yesterday. And then Scott Fitterer, the general manager of the Panthers, will be stopping by as well. So stay tuned. Panther Talk continues next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Caffrey swings out of the backfield, wide to the right. Newton's going to run right in the grass, breaks a tackle. McCaffrey, (laughs) Newton, everybody celebrating, touchdown right side. Newton trucking right, throwing right. Anderson, touchdown, Carolina Panthers. What an exquisitely timely, gorgeous Righteous football play. That's amazing. That's a combination of a great team win on the road. That was a great team that we played. And, you know, just for it to come full circle, offensively, defensively, special teams, you know, it's great work. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. I wish I could talk like that guy. You can. We could. So no, can we could, like but him. it would require production, post-production after yeah. the show. So, Mr. Big Voice. Big Vixen. All right, so a couple of things to talk about. On, on the Newton touchdown, the rushing touchdown, my eye was drawn to McCaffrey because of how enthusiastically he celebrated when he knew that Newton was going to score. Mm-hmm. So it was a little odd. Uh, did you see that, Zoka? And then, I mean, I just thought it was so cool. It's just emblematic of 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 how together that that team was yesterday. I think it's one of those things, you know, as we talked about, they couldn't implement this until Friday, as far as what the package of plays would be. And as I was asking Coach Rule about, like that could have happened in the third quarter, fourth quarter, first series. <laughs> you get the ball at the fifteen, you're down at the two, and here comes Cam Newton. It's like there's no like just getting into the flow of the game or figuring out what's going on and and getting everyone kind of. Uh, prepared mentally, it's like let's go. It's a game just started. It's time to bring Cam in. First time he touches the ball as a Panther. I mean, you can't write a movie script where they, the ball's at the two. You bring him in. He trucks it right, gets into the end zone, scores the touchdown. I mean, it was, it was like a Hollywood production to be set up in that kind of a way. And then for them to have the, the second opportunity again on the two yard pass to Robbie Anderson. I mean, it just set up so early and perfectly in the game, as opposed to sitting back and waiting. Like, well, second quarter now. We still haven't seen Cam yet, or. You wonder when we'll see him. It was like game started. Here he came immediately, a big part of the game plan. McCaffrey targeted 10 times in the passing game, 10 receptions. That was vintage CMC. I almost feel like with all the talk about P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, the defense, we seems weird to say you take McCaffrey for granted, but he's so good and so effortlessly good. It's like you know when Michael Jordan would come out, you expect Michael to score, score 35 points, right? Not in our Michael Jordan the one from the, the basketball, right. Michael Jordan. But uh, this one, 
Um, I tell you, he's when he is healthy, I think you expect 10 catches. I mean, you really do. I think that's like the norm. And uh, you expect something close to 100 yards rushing. He had 95 yesterday. He's that elite that you expect that he's going to run for about 100 yards and catch about 10 passes. And if he's healthy, to do that every single week. And, and that's what he's capable of doing. And he gets help like we talk about. It all works in concert together with the offensive line and the quarterback and all of that. But that makes every quarterback better, whether it's going to be P.J., whether it was Sam, you know, whether it was Teddy for three games last year when he had Christian for him. He just makes every quarterback that he's got better. And, of course, now having Cam and that together. How fun is that backfield going to be with that? As we looked at that zone read they were doing yesterday. You know, Cam, there were times he mostly gave it off. We kind of tucked it in and ran it that one time and then threw himself down to the ground. As a defense, you're sitting there going, McCaffrey or Cam? <laughs> Cam or McCaffrey? Which way is this ball going uh, as he reads it out there? So I think that's going to be really fun, watching them mess with an already good running game to add Cam into the running mixture of what they could do offensively out there. Oh, gosh, it'll stress defenses quite um, interestingly. And I'm also thinking that this um, – you know, this week with P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, it looks like that it's been sort of said, right? Newton's going to start the game. But I just don't think – I mean, P.J. Walker played well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know. How do you see this? So, is it Cam's thing now? Is it his job moving forward? Uh, would there be something to be said for a two-quarterback kind of a rotation? Let them both play? What are you saying, Mick? Two quarterback system. People don't understand for 17 <laughs> years how I've had to listen on plane trips and bus rides from Mick over dinner about the two quarterback system. Now I think uh, PJ's uh, is shown and uh, and and was known to the coaching staff, but we all got to see it uh, in a game setting for the first time in a year uh, since the Detroit game. But what he's capable of doing too. So I, I don't think you you take any weapons off the table. So I think you know you got to train one up every week as the starter, the other one as as the the secondary quarterback of the two. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to see maybe it's the reverse. You know, there's a package of plays that, that P.J. does. I thought there was some confusion on what Arizona was trying to do defensively of having to deal with the fact that we were trotting quarterbacks and running backs and you know, Chuba's in for McCaffrey, P.J.'s in, Cam's in. Robbie Anderson was involved yesterday more than he has been in the past. So I think the more versatile you can be, the more looks you put out there, just even if you just show it, uh, I, I think will be good. But I think P.J. definitely needs to have – you know, some snaps and, and some chance to play. But, again, the game dictates that stuff, right? If you get off to a 14 nothing lead, you fall behind 14 nothing. A lot of that stuff changes. Exactly. And as we go to break, I, I got no idea who gets the game balls. You know, we sometimes ask Coach Rule who got game balls. But I, I, I know who should get game balls in this room right here. And I know for a fact that our executive producer, David Langton, has not been home. He's wearing the same clothes. Uh, I smell it. He's been here the entire – uh, day we flew back on the red eye, and a deal got in here about six thirty in the morning. So game ball to David Lang, right. our executive producer, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you want to break yeah. us down, Dave? Going to break. <laughs> Straw on right. three. That's right. Uh, it's like Tony and on three. Right. Sleeping in your own bed on three. Who's with me? <laughs> All right. We're going to take a short break here. What we got? We got uh, the interview I did with um, Pat Elfline. That's good. That's you good know call. how it ends. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Pat Elfline, center from a town in Ohio that's known for one interesting thing, and you'll hear what that is when we come back. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the Happy Half Hour. Each week, the gang covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. 
The Happy Half Hour, and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. One back Hubbard to the left of Walker. Here's Hubbard trucking Uh right. He'll score standing up. No Cardinal within 10 yards of him. Touchdown, Carolina. Um, I think it's the preparation throughout the week. You know, we we came into it with uh, the mindset that we was going to come out here and just play a great game of football, play our game, you know, be efficient on offense, uh, run the ball and take the passes when we had them, and that's what we did today. It was so fun out there. I had a ball. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. All right, Pat Elfline joins us on Panther Talk. I hope I say this right. He's the pride of Pickerington, Ohio. Is that correct, Pat? Yeah, that's correct. That's how you say it. Went to Pickerington North High School, just outside of Columbus. Um, yeah, it was great. 20, graduated in 2012. Um, had Did five years at Ohio State, so it was uh, – it was a great time then, yeah. It was great. Ohio boy. Pickerington, I've read, is the motorcycle hall of fame home. Are you a are you a rider? Are you a motorcycle guy at all? Uh, you know, grew up riding some dirt bikes. Um, not big not a big motorcycle guy. But I I've been to the motorcycle hall of fame there, Columbus. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was cool. So standing here talking to you right now, Pat, and I'm going to say this in the most respectful type of way, you seem like your 300-plus pounds is distributed pretty evenly. You don't look like this big behemoth like some guys do. Where, how do you get your strength, and, and how much of it is in your, your lower body? Yeah, I'd say most of my weight's in my lower body. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'm not 6'5", 320 like some guys. But you, there's, there's a lot of ways to play this position. Um, as an offensive lineman, so I just pride myself on on having good technique and playing hard, um, and that's that's got me to where I am right now. So I'm gonna keep that's my recipe. I'm gonna keep doing that, and uh, you know keep obvious, obviously you gotta stay strong, stay in the weight room, and, and practice hard, and all those things go into you know being a good player on the field. So um, yeah, that's 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 how I get it done. It's a joy watching you play, Pat. How much of your ability to succeed and do well in this game is on the academic side and your hand placement and your study of the opposing team, et cetera? Yeah, so film study is a big part of being successful on the field, uh, especially at center. Um, you know, not only studying the, de- the defensive lineman you're going against, but the overall scheme and knowing what that defense is trying to do. And if you have an understanding of that, it can help you and your, you know, your line mates and the whole offense just operate more efficiently. So, um, yeah, studying before the test, you know, that's, that's how you got to do it. What was yesterday like for, for you and the team, Pat? It's a lot of fun. Um, it was a lot of fun yesterday. It just, you know, we had a good energy about us all week, you know, starting in practice, and we knew that's what we had to do to, in order to give ourselves a chance to win. And, you know, obviously our defense is playing really, really well, so that helps, you know, if you're getting the ball twice. You know, in the, I, I, we got a few turnovers in the, the first quarter, um, you know, on their side of the field. So that makes it easy if you had a defense playing like that. Um, but it, it takes everybody. Pat Elfline on Panther Talk. Just a couple last questions for you, Pat. Um, O-line play is not always as it appears. Uh, things can look better or worse. How did you guys grade out yesterday in your mind? Um, I thought we played well. Um, I, I definitely think there's some areas w- where we can improve, where we can really take the thing to the next level. Um, but yeah, yesterday I think we played well enough to win, obviously. 
um, but it's it's um, it's a new week each week. So once this one's over, which it is now, you know, put that to rest, get the body back, and it's a whole new week. So if if we can't go do it again, then you know that's that's not where we want to be. So you know we had a, a good week last week, and now we're focused on Washington and, and uh, the the new challenge at hand. Excellent. Last thing, we'll let you go. Uh, you'll start getting into Washington deeper this week, I'm sure. But do you have any initial impressions of what kind of a defense they'll bring to bear Sunday? Oh, I, I know they have a very talented defensive line. Um, after playing them a few a few times already, and I know, I, their whole defense—they got a great defense. So, yeah, we'll dive into them later this week. But I know we definitely have a, a big challenge ahead of us. All right. Thanks for talking. Appreciate it, and congratulations thanks, again. Thank you. Panther Talk continues in just a moment. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit panthers.com. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. On third down and medium, here comes pressure, balls, balls out. out. Panthers dislodge it. Morgan Fox scoops it up, oh. and Fox returns it to the 13-yard line. A huge play early in this game. McCoy turns away from us, fakes a handoff, sprints to the near side, flicks it, ends really? up, intercepted. Picked off by Jackson. Traveler being pressured, hit. Hit again, keeps his balance, finally hit for the third time, taken down at the 49 of Sack. Trevler drops straight back, in trouble, grabs Sack, back at the 12-yard line. That was a total defense. You know, we were able to stop the run to a good degree. Uh, you know, we were able to get off the field on third down. Obviously created turnovers and uh, uh, matched up well with those guys. It's an excellent offense. Obviously, they were down some guys, but I'm really proud of the way our guys played. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Sure is great to catch up with the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Scott Fitter, after an emotional, restorative, kind of cool win like yesterday. Uh, Scott, earlier we talked to Matt Rule about it. Just curious as to your perspective of the, the overall energy of the thing and just the, the feelings that that win brought up for you. Well, the win itself was great, but it really felt like it started earlier in the week. You know, I think uh, with the addition of Cam, just brought new energy to the team. Uh, you could feel the excitement on the field in practice. Uh, he just brings that. He brings an energy and uh, and kind of a swagger to this team that's been there, but it's starting to show now, and it really brought it out in them. And you know, you could see it on the sideline in pregame. You could feel it. The guys were excited. They just came in, dialed in, ready to play, and so uh, came out and played really well this weekend. It has seemed like a really honest, open, uh, humble, self-aware version of Cam Newton. Not that he hasn't had that before, but quarterbacks are alpha males their job requires of them that they be outwardly confident so uh, what are you seeing in this athlete and uh, just sort of how he's trying to fit into the team framework in that way well you, you really do feel him when he walks into the room uh, you know we had the uh, the meeting over at Mr. Tepper's house uh, was it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday and when he came in I wasn't sure what to expect because you see him from you know across the country playing for another you know I'm with another team we play against him but once I sat down and met him and you heard him talk, and you heard how sincere he is and how, you know, really about the team he is and how competitive he is. I was really impressed with the guy, um, and he's going to fit in perfectly with what we do. And he did. I mean, 
for his for his uh, much swagger as he has, he is a humble guy, and he is all about team. So I was really impressed with him. He seems thankful for, for this opportunity. So, 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 so where do we go from here now as uh, you and the coaching staff, of course, try to integrate him uh, even more completely into this offense? Well, first of all, I thought P.J. played really well in the game. He was making great decisions. The ball was coming out quick. Uh, he was finding guys. There was a rhythm to it. So I, I thought P.J. really handled himself well. And so however the coaches want to handle this this week, the, the rotation, whether it's P.J. out there again, whether it's Cam out there this week, you know, starting, I'll leave that to the coaches. But whatever it is, and the addition also of Matt Barkley, who looked really good in practice during the week, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic to make these changes uh, during the uh, during the season like this, and for the offense to start clicking. And uh, you know, we've had we've had some good quarterback play early in the season, and now we're back to where we need to be offensively. Excellent. So let's leave Scott Fitter on Panther Talk. So let's leave the Panthers for a second, climb up to about 25,000 feet, just look down on pro football. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when coaches would say that old saw, if you play two quarterbacks, it's because you don't have one. But yet the Saints have mixed in a Taysom Hill. We're seeing different uh, guys attack defenses in different ways now in, in the NFL. Could we be experiencing kind of a change in how the quarterback position is regarded at this level? Yeah, you know, I, I do get that. And usually when you have one great one, it's 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 great to have. It really helps your team. Um, the the ability to have two quarterbacks puts so much pressure on a defense and defensive coordinator and the adjustments they have to make during the game and just the personnel packages, there are advantages to it. So uh, I know Joe and, and Matt will get together and come up with something creative and how to use these guys. Let's put them both in the game at the, together at the same time. Maybe I'll have to hang up, call, uh, call Coach Brady. No, I'm just kidding. We, don't, we try to stay in our lanes around here. All right, defensively, Scott Fitter, have you seen enough now of this defense to be able to feel good about making some conclusions about how good this unit can um, continue to be? Yeah, I love the speed of the defense and the aggressiveness. Uh, Phil Snow does a great job putting them in position to make plays. The, the pass rush you know, from Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns on the outside is really good. The push up the middle from Daquan and Derek is really good. Uh, I think our, blitz, our linebackers do a good job with their blitz timing. Shaq's playing really well this year. And that really helps our defensive backs, who have all really stepped up. There's a nice rotation going on back there. Dante's playing great. Um, and really, just overall, our, our defense is clicking. But I, what I really like is going back to it is the, the speed and the aggressiveness that they're playing with. A good tackling unit, too, it appears. What about special teams, Scott Fitter? How, how are we doing in that important component of the game? It's been huge. I thought Zane's come in. He's really kicked the ball well. You can see it on his kickoffs. He's confident. He's swinging well. Um, he's driving. He's hitting 40, you know, 49-yard field goals. And there's, he still has another 10 yards in his leg. And then uh, uh, the addition of Lachlan Edwards, who's come in, really hit the ball well the last few weeks. Um, I really like where special teams is at and how they're covering kicks. And, you know, Chase Blackburn and his staff, is, they've done a great job with that in Foles. Awesome. Let's talk about Washington for a second. We'll let you go. The Washington football team comes in. Uh, what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like in here on Sunday? I think it's going to be electric. You know, you, you put, um, you know, Cam out there and then, you know, Ron Rivera coming back and Marty and, you know, Curtis Samuel. There's so many different storylines underneath it all. I think, I think it's fun. This is why you play football. You know, it's, the fans will be jacked up. The players will be jacked up. And I, I can't wait to get there. Oh, me too. Fantastic. So will you look at uh, the, the Washington football team? Will you, do you like kind of getting into to the strengths and weaknesses of, of an opponent during the week? Absolutely. We're just starting to do that. You know, uh, with our advanced um, 
scouts have already done that. You know, it's still a really talented team. You know, they, they have a quarterback that's, uh, you know, a good little baller out there. You know, they have McLaurin and, and you know, Curtis, obviously. Uh, the running backs with Gibson and J.D. McKissick, who's very underrated. You know, they're explosive. And then uh, defensively, I know they've had some injuries, but they're always, they were always solid, and they played uh, Tampa really well this week. Two teams coming off big wins. It should be fun. Scott Fitter, we'll let you get back to work. Always appreciate your time. We don't say it enough, but thanks for the way you do your job. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Mick. The Washington football team has uh, Joey Sly, Tyler Larson, former Panther. Scott Fitterer mentioned Curtis Samuel. A lot of staff Coach Rivera took with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Herney, the GM, of course, and then uh, to the Washington football team. So it should be kind of a reunion. What do we got injury-wise, though? I think we're in uh, pretty good shape from yesterday. Miles Hartsfield with a hand injury and uh, in the game, Stephon Gilmore, I think, just looking at his finger and they were able to come back and play with that. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Mm, mm. That's right, though. So. <laughs> Eugene not here tonight. Where is Jeannie Rob, by the way? Mm, Jeannie Rob got some people. He's on assignment. Yes, he's on assignment. Some, uh, I like some, that. Yeah, he's on assignment. He's on a scouting back, report. Back next week. Okay, with Jim Zoki, it's Mick Mixon. Stay tuned. We'll come back and break down the Washington football team versus the Carolina Pan- Panthers. And this matchup on uh, Sunday is going to be exciting. Stay tuned for all that Panther talk on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Each week on the Jordan and Jake podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Got the Zook over there. My name is Mick. Byron Putman over there. And then uh, podcast Matt Wendell. David Langton here in the Langtonian Institute of Broadcasting Crew. Studios. So the Washington football team, Zoke, beats Tampa Bay yesterday. Tampa Bay was 6-2. and two, Washington was 2-6. and six. And Taylor Heineke, so they got two quarterbacks that were Panthers, Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. I thought Heineke played, I mean, so well. We were watching that game from our booth in Arizona. And particularly the intermediate throws and the underneath throws, getting the ball out of there on time, in rhythm, and um, and he can run the ball. He is. Uh, he looked good last year in that playoff game they had, and uh, when given the chance, you know, his thing is when he gets a chance, when he was here, he got hurt right away when he had that opportunity here, uh, is, is seeing if he can stay healthy or not. But for the season, though, he's at 66%, 12 touchdowns, nine interceptions, at a quarterback rating of 87. So, I mean, he's been solid. I mean, not spectacular, uh, but Sabi's capable of having very good games. And um, – McLaurin's a good receiver for sure, obviously. Very good. I mean, he's just probably doesn't get the due that he's deserved. Uh, Gibson's a very good running back. Um, they were supposed to be an outstanding defense this year. It just has not panned out for the season the way that they thought it would. And then they lost Chase Young in the game yesterday, which is uh, devastating to lose their, their main pass rusher, great Ohio State Buckeye player, but uh, rookie of the year last year. Uh, but uh, they're they're still very good, obviously, and the fact that they were able to win that game and beat Tampa Bay, and they got to Brady twice for two interceptions early in that game yesterday, so they played well. I thought their old line too. I mentioned to uh, to Deal we're watching that game unfold, and they the Washington closes the game with this. Well, how many play was it? Seventeen play drive to use up almost all the available time to score the points that made it a two possession game. That's what you want. I mean, that's what all yeah. NFL offenses want to do, but it is hard to do. 
But their offensive line was clean. No false starts. No, I mean, they just looked like they, they – it wasn't perfect because Heineke did have some pressure a time or two, got knocked down after he threw. But I think it's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good matchup, their offense against the Panther defense. Yeah, he was sacked five times in that game, so there were times where they got pressure. But Tampa Bay's a really good defense. They, they lost Vita Vea during that game. But to put together that, I think it was a 19-play drive to close out the game. You know, t- teams have two-minute offenses, four-minute offenses, eight-minute offenses. For them to close it out, essentially, with that kind of a drive when it mattered against the Tampa Bay team, it's got a really good defense, was impressive by them. We're going to talk about the atmosphere to expect on Sunday. That'll be next when Panther Talk continues in just a second. Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. And the only thing Americans love more than a winner is a comeback story. This country loved it when Jack Nicholas won at Augusta at age 46. They loved it when Muhammad Ali beat George Foreman. You do realize, don't you, what's been set in motion here? One of the great comeback stories in the modern era of sports history could be underway. How do you think it's going to play out, Zoke? It's... I don't know where people live in the Carolinas or in Charlotte, but you'll hear it <laughs> during player introductions uh, a little bit before 1 o'clock on Sunday. It's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And, um, you know, Cam, you know, he is he's a former MVP in this league. He's been to a Super Bowl, uh, but he is a showman. And he brings – I mean, there's a, there's a different level of, you know, football player versus entertainment value. And it strikes a chord, I think, with a lot of fans here that were excited about his return, was that it was it was personal to them because they 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 enjoyed the the show, they enjoyed the person, the personality of it, and the fun. And certainly, he's got his detractors. No one's trying to say it's it's all one way or another, uh, but that's all part of the soup that makes it fun too. Is that the you know, proving doubters wrong and things like that? So, I think it's going to be really entertaining, and it's a meaningful game to get to six and five. Uh, for this team, they're currently, by the way, as we sit here, seventh in the uh, conference in the playoff spot at this moment. So it's a big and important game, and, and Cam is does well at balancing that on, on game day as far as you know, balancing the entertainment and interacting with the crowd versus playing good football. Darren Gann of Panthers.com was telling me today he had an interview at 240 from a radio station in New Zealand. <laughs> that probably doesn't happen. I remember being at the Super Bowl, and there's a reporter who'd flown from uh, Japan, spoke no English, but her singular mission was to do a story on Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Fan Fest, which used to have five or 6,000 people for free, blossomed into 50,000 people at $5 a head to see this athlete, to watch him warm up, to watch him bank off of the northeast wind, sailing on a summer breeze, arms outstretched like airplane wings. It's hard to take your eyes off it. And it's going to be interesting on Sunday. Can't wait. No, it's going to be a blast. All right. Well, I thought our part was good. It was good. We'll have uh, Jordan Gross will be here for a home game. It's the first time he's done a home game with us as far as in the booth. So that'll be fun coming up on Sunday. So Jay called to today and he said, was the broadcast good? It's almost as if he wanted me to say, no, no, it's terrible. We miss you <laughs> miss you <laughs> terribly. But uh, That's okay. Game was just all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For Jim Zoki, for the rest of our crew, this is Mick. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another edition of Same.